1: Uh, make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And, guys, it's another Monday, and uh, I'm here with Louis Ragoni. Hey, doll fans. We played the Raiders yesterday. And uh, I'll tell you what, the team showed a lot of heart. Uh, they They fought hard. But there's no moral victories in football. We we lost the game. We'll talk about the whys and hows in a, in a few minutes. Uh, what were your impressions of the game, Lewis?
0: Man, they're they're all over the place, Mike. I mean, there was a lot of positives, a, a ton of negatives, uh, a lot of questionable decisions. Uh, it, it was all over the place. You know, the the performances by some of the players were great. Others – disappointing i mean you know it it would that game was all over the place it really yes. was and and you know the the bottom line is is that it was a winnable game you know i felt that the coaching yesterday left a lot to be desired can uh, i underline that yeah of course
1: yeah yeah it really it, I mean, you know let me just say this we, you know if you go back years uh philbin and you right. go to gase right what you saw was a conservative offense that was basically boxed in 10 yards of the line of scrimmage right and we're seeing the same thing with this coaching staff right now and, and i understand the line is what sometimes necessitates that mm-hmm. but you've got to take some chances and they just seem to refuse to do so until they absolutely had to
0: Agreed, right, until they were boxed in a corner and then said, okay, you know what, we got to open up this offense. And, I mean, yep. you have the players to do it. I mean, you, you got kasicki who seems to be on the sideline just as much as he is on the field, right? Uh, at least through two and a half. The days. first
1: two games, yes. Yesterday they did use them a little bit more.
0: Mike, but more so late. I yes. mean, it was into the game. Into the he was non-existent basically for three quarters. Um, you know, I know he wound up catching ten balls, and almost had a hundred yards. But the majority of his targets all came very late in the game. Uh, you got Waddle, you got Parker, you got Fuller back. You know, you've got you've got guys that can make plays and you know, their offense was just very vanilla for the majority of the game. And you can go over to the defensive side at times too, Mike. I mean, we have a lot of talent on defense, but when you've got third and longs and you're basically, and you know that we struggle with it, with a pass rush, right? I mean, they did a pretty good job yesterday. They were around Carr quite a bit, but when you struggle to get to the quarterback and the team has a third a second and 20 and a third and 13 a third and 16 and they are g- picking up those first downs because you're sending a four man rush and dropping people in the zone coverages i you know i'm not in agreement on that i mean at times you know send send that fifth rusher i know they do blitz more than anybody in the league and they'd have to mix it up but in those situations, that situational type football, I mean, I think you have to pressure the quarterback. I mean, we've got good corners. Our secondary overall is pretty solid. And it's not like you got a bunch of bums back there. So you have the opportunities to take those chances and put them in a bad position, you know, by sending a blitz in those situations. And there were a few times where. The Raiders converted yesterday simply because Carr had too much time in second and long and third and longs. And it was very frustrating to watch, you know. But overall, I thought, you know, the defensive game plan was pretty good. As you look at the defense, you know, you felt that they handled things pretty well. But at the same token, they had a guy, you know, that was basically their third string running back go for over 100 yards. And this is, what, the third week in a row, Mike, that we've allowed a 100-yard rusher? Yep. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, I know that the, the guy in New England did it. Maybe not last week. Between Moss and Singletary, though, they definitely had over 100 yards, I would say. They had, you know, our running, running defense wasn't very good uh, last week. And this week, you know, much of the same. I mean, you know, Barber, Averaged about five yards a carry yesterday. So, you know, there are some issues on the defensive side of the ball where teams are able to put drives together on us at inopportune times. And uh, they're the much better unit at this point, but they do struggle at times as well, you know, in different aspects of the game.
1: Well, I'll tell you, it's it's tough to be too, too critical of the defense when the offense puts them in the positions that it puts them in time and time again. They do. You know, they're, they're constantly under under pressure, you know, to stop the other team. And of course, that's their job. But you'd like to be able to build a comfortable lead like we did and hold it. That way, the defense can be more aggressive and they can take some chances that they just weren't able to take yesterday because the game was tight.
0: Exactly. Well, I mean early on we had a nice lead and right. um you know o- over the as you look at the team Mike as a whole you know there there's there's some issues and um it it's mostly on the offensive side of the football there's no well, question
1: about we that. We knew that, that, didn't we?
0: Yes, we we knew that and going forward we know that this is going to be the case. So if your defense you know has to take more chances over the course of the game. And I think, like I said, I think they blitz just about as much as, if not more than anybody in the league. If you have to take more chances in doing it, then, you know, to create more turnovers, uh, that's what's going to have to happen because this offense, with as many weapons as they have, are challenged. It's that simple.
1: You know, Carr yesterday threw for 386 yards. Yep. It just didn't seem like it, except that late in the game, he was able to pretty much move the ball at will.
0: Yeah. And, uh-huh. and Mike, even at times earlier in the game, he was doing it. I mean, they put some drives together, not to cut you off, but you know, they, they, a lot of it did come late. But there were points where they were hitting big plays on us and moving right down the field. I mean, that's yeah. how you score 25 unanswered points. I mean, yeah.
1: they moved the football on us they did but it just it didn't feel like 386 yards until you look at the stats and say oh my god he threw for 386 yards
0: 386 yards by their quarterback they had they had three receivers that went over 75 yards another one the tight end who I thought they did a really good job on and Waller had 54 yards um, you'll take that you know those right you'll take that on Waller but you know when you have the kid Edwards right. catching, you know, averaging 30 yards. Re- well, let's do this, okay? Let's look at the comparison here while we're, while we're on this, uh-huh. okay? So, Brian Edwards averaged almost 30 yards of reception, okay? Right. Drugs averaged almost 20 yards of reception. Hunter Renfro had 15.4 yards per reception, okay? So, now go over to our side of the football. Mike Gusecki, 8.6 yards of catch, Waddle, 4.8 yards a reception.
1: On 12 receptions. I'm not sure how t- you do that.
0: Devontae Parker, 10.5, leads the team with 10.5 yards a reception. A long of 15. Okay? Now, mm-hmm. this is the problem, and and we know why this problem exists. Okay, um, you've got a quarterback back there. Tua went through the same thing, even to a bigger degree. Because the difference between Brissette and Tua is the fact that Brissette can have three guys hanging on him, and he still looks like uh, Godzilla out there on the field and still able to get passes off. Whereas Tua is not built; he doesn't have the same. <laughs> he doesn't have that same body frame. He's not able. To do what Brissette did yesterday—that's the only difference right now, because the pressure is still there.
1: Yeah, I mean Brissette's able to avoid some sacks by getting the ball, you know, away.
0: A lot um, of sacks, Mike. He yep. he he really should have been sacked. At, I don't know how many times he was pressured. He was yesterday. sacked three times. He was sacked three times. And how many pressures did he have? Do you have that number in front of you? Because I get it. I mean, I can assure you that he was pressured quite at least 20, at least half of his attempts, at least half of them.
1: 23 of his 49 attempts. Right.
0: And he did have time at times.
1: He was hurried 16 times. He was hit four times. He was sacked three times.
0: Sacked three times. I mean, numbers don't sound that bad, right? And there were times where he had a good amount of time to throw. But what people have to understand is. Is that the Raiders were getting pressure and getting around him with just a four man rush. Which what? Which means that seven guys are dropping in the coverage. Right. And we're at mass protection on top of that. We had a running. And our
1: strategy was to throw underneath.
0: Throw underneath because you have seven guys in coverage, and we are basically at mass protection on our side, helping out our offensive line. We don't have five, six guys out in patterns. We have three or four. And when you have seven guys covering three or four, everybody out there can do the math. You know, you've got guys getting somewhat doubled up all over the field, right? Mm-hmm. At, or at least your main guys yep. getting doubled up. So. In that situation, you're looking down the field and you're like, well, there's two guys to his side. There's two guys to his side. Okay, I got to bump. I got to go underneath. I got to find something to do. And you know what? To Brissett's credit, you know, he he did a decent job yesterday under the circumstances. I thought he did. I mean, in, in key situations, you know, he was able to get us in position, right? I mean, we scored the touchdown at the end of the game before the half, We had a field goal attempt that went away, you know, that wound up costing us. You know, those three points were major in the end, but he put us in that position. So I felt he did a a very good job yesterday under the circumstances. His
1: pass grade was 77.1.
0: Yeah. I mean, not horrible, but when you have the worst offensive line in football, Mike, it, it, it does make a difference, whether it's him or Tua. Or anybody else, it didn't. It, it to me, it didn't seem to affect Fitzpatrick nearly as much as it did anybody else, because he was just, you know, he just didn't care if a guy was covered or double covered. He'd still throw the ball up. And his he took gra- his grade chances.
1: when kept clean was seventy five seven. Okay, under pressure, it was seventy two. He's ha- he's able to handle the pressure maybe a little bit more than two would be.
0: Right. Well, not only that, but you know, he seems to be more elusive. You know, for a bigger guy, you know, to me, Tua just doesn't have the ability to get away from guys. Well, I mean, for whatever He's not reason, as big.
1: He's not as big. He's not as strong.
0: He should be faster, and I don't know if he is. I, I have no idea who the faster guy is between the two, but it seems like Brissett's able to well, move maybe, around maybe, in the maybe pocket. Maybe when a little Grant bit better and well.
1: Hollins and all those guys uh, have their race, the quarterbacks can have theirs.
0: Yeah, possibly. I mean, I, I don't know if they should be racing each other or not. I think that they should just be working on a, a game plan that that's going to fit what, you know, and I guess this was their game plan because they feel that the offensive line is so challenged. And after what happened last week, they made some adjustments. Now, were the, the, the adjustments successful with the, with the offensive line being moved around? Um, probably a little bit better. You know, I thought, I thought that the offensive line did a little bit better job than they did the week before. But, um, you know, overall, you still got Austin Jackson just, you know, having all sorts of problems out there. And, you know, the guy he went against yesterday is no slouch. But, you know, again – you know, you were brought in as a number one pick, and you know it's, this is what you're going to go against every right. week. It doesn't right. get any easier right. from week I to mean, week. I mean,
1: I saw one play, and I'm sure you saw it too, where they were giving him help with one of the running backs, and so what happened was both of them got pushed back into the quarterback.
0: Right, both of them, Malcolm Brown and him. Yep. But yep. but that starts with him because. He's basically getting pushed into Malcolm Brown, and Malcolm Brown's turning to his left, and he's like, "Holy shit, this guy's already in my face <laughs> exactly. before I can even get, get set." Get a hit on him, right? Get, get a hit on him. I mean, th- that's how quickly he pushed him back. I mean, he was literally just manhandling him on that play. I remember the play perfectly as well, Mike. And I mean, you know, you can't, you don't expect that out of that, out, out of a number one draft pick, and Not- you know.
1: At the rate we're seeing it. You know, we're we're seeing it far, far too often.
0: Way too often. I mean, he led the league in – I mean, led the team in pressures once again yesterday. And you had a guy and a rookie on the opposite side, you know, playing against a very good defensive end as well who did a little bit better job than he did. I mean, so there's no solution. There really isn't.
1: pass blocking grade was 46-6.
0: Yeah, I mean that's I mean
1: that's you know that's bad.
0: That's very bad. I mean how far below average is that? Twenty
1: points? Well, sixty is kind of their neutral line, and you really want him to be seventy or above.
0: Right. And he's in the forties. Right. Not good. Not good. Not Hunt what was you want.
1: 8. Dieter was sixty two five. Davis forty two eight. Your two tackles were both in the forties.
0: Yeah, well, he played guard well, he played guard. Yeah, that's right. That
1: uh, Eichenberg was 30.5, so.
0: But that left side between the two of them, the grades, 46 uh-huh. and 42, and that's your left side. Yeah. How can you run the ball? How can you pass protect when half of your line is just grading out that low? I mean, you know. Well, that's
1: and- pass blocking. Run blocking, they did a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Nothing to write home about, but it was a little bit better. Hunt wasn't. He was 53-1, but uh, Dieter was. He was 68-5. Okay. Jackson was 64-8, which is good. You right. know, it, it's it's close. Yep. Uh, Davis didn't do as well. He was 56-4, and uh, Eichenberg was
0: uh, 56-5. Right. So they did a little bit better job running the football a little bit
1: better yes
0: yeah I mean Gaskins averaged five yards a carry again and he has been doing that um he had 13 carries 65 yards the problem is is that you know the game gets away from us to where we're in a position that we're we we got to pass the ball most of the time and um if Gaskins is able to get you know to 20 carries right um you'd feel pretty good about that right but the game dictates it. It dictates what's going to happen. And in the and second half… And here's the other
1: problem, Lewis. Gaskin is not a good pass blocker, so what happens is you become predictable. If if Gaskin's in the game, they're more likely to run. If yep. uh, Brown is in the game, they're more likely to uh, pass. So Right.
0: Yep, you yep, know, because it, it, he's in there for… And it's the same right. thing with our tight ends,
1: Exactly. Mike. That's what I was just going to say. So it, it makes us easier to defend.
0: Right, because, you know, when Gasicki's on the field, he's not in there to block anybody. He's in there right. to catch footballs. Right. The same with Gaskin at this point.
1: So if, if you're the defense and you see Gasicki and Brown in there, what are you thinking?
0: Right, right. Yep, exactly. So. You're thinking that Brown's staying in the backfield. Now, we did cross him up when he ran the ball for a touchdown. You know. Right. So that's, that's right. what you have to do, and you can't be predictable. In those situations, you know, let, let, let's get to the game and then we'll get back to some of this stuff. I Oh, mean, I can't wait. You know, we start the game off with the Wilkins sack and you're like, oh, look at this.
1: Yeah, that he's was alive. nice to see. He's, yeah, he's alive. He's alive. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, so you're fired up. The guy comes out, boom, makes a big play. You know, we we get on the field. We don't do that. Was
1: a big play too. He just crushed the guy. Oh yeah, it
0: was great. And you want to see more of that? Yes, that's what we want to see. I mean, we keep talk. We just talked about Jackson. That's what we want to see. We want to see Wilkins make those type of plays. Right. And you know, he had a decent amount of tackles yesterday as well, Wilkins. I mean, I don't think his grade was great in the end, but he had like seven tackles yesterday in the game as well. So. Overall, you know, he was involved a little bit more than normal. um, Well, he he
1: missed tackles twenty five percent of the of his opportunities.
0: Not good. That's not good. Um, So you know, you come out, you play good defense. You know, we they get the ball. uh, You know, we stop them. We get the Roberts. This is in the first quarter. We get the Roberts pick for a touchdown. And you're thinking, man, oh man, all right. Our defense they is They came gonna, to
1: play, you're thinking, right?
0: They came to play. Yep. It's still in the first quarter. You get the third down stop by Sealer and Butler. I mean, just a phenomenal play. Then you get the fourth down stop by Sealer. And then you get the Malcolm Brown touchdown. And you're thinking, Wow. All right, we're here. We're here. We're ready to roll. We're, we're kicking ass. Sealer blocks a pass. You know Needham has good coverage, and they have another defensive stop. So the first quarter is looking very good. Right? They punt the football to us. Second quarter, we're in the end zone, and you know I know I called you up immediately after the play went down. <laughs> we throw the ball in the flat, five six yards deep. Safety, game completely turns at that point, completely turns. Now, I've seen, and and I swear to God I told you this when we were on the phone, I've seen some just crazy decisions over the years of football that we've been watching. And I told you I've never seen something so ridiculous in my life. I mean, they did not even have a time. I don't believe
1: I disagreed with you.
0: I don't think, Mike, they even had a tight end on that side of the field, okay, to where he would have at least had, and if they did, he didn't do his job either, to go out and, and block somebody to where if he, and he didn't even have the opportunity because the pass was high, but the problem is is that you put your quarterback and your receiver in a position to where it has to be executed com- perfectly. And the bottom line is is that, your best scenario in that situation is by the time he catches the ball, and he's again he was five yards deep in the end zone, and he has to run five yards just to get out of the end zone. It made no sense whatsoever.
1: The only way that play can be successful is if you throw that ball out in front of him, and then you risk the cornerback intercepting it.
0: Exactly, it has to be. It, it's here's here's the thing that makes all the sense in the world. You got a guy that has supposedly knockout speed, right? So you put him at the line of scrimmage, you have him do... Uh, you know, a go-and-stop and come back to the football at the five-yard line. That makes a hell of a lot more sense to or me. Or
1: put him in a slot and run a slant, you know? Exactly.
0: <laughs> He's man-to-man out there on an island. You could have did that with any receiver on our football team, okay? Gesicki, you could have put out there and just put him man-to-man. You could have put Parker man-to-man, like you said, and have him run his little slant. Just get everybody bunched up on one side if you're going to throw the football from the friggin' one-yard line, okay? And, and then isolate a guy, and you have him beat him man-to-man. It's that simple. We have We have the talent to do that. The play call was absolutely ridiculous, and it was a turning point in the game because the game, the momentum, everything turned on that play. And that was it. I mean, so – you know, the coaching staff's got to take a serious look at themselves and figure out what the hell their thought process was.
1: Let's, let's just cut to the chase. Nobody else has run that play and had a safety. So that pretty much tells you, you know, that it was a terrible play call.
0: <laughs> yeah, you do something. I mean, if you're going to isolate a guy on the outside like Waddle, okay, okay, why would you run that pattern five six yards deep in the end zone? You have him come on, come out. I mean, if he's this dynamic, to where we drafted him, you're not it, it, this this high in the draft. Why aren't you giving him an opportunity? To, to make a play downfield, or at least he, he's man-to-man out there. Do you not trust him enough? I mean, why can't he just do a little stop-and-go? You drop in the end zone, and you throw a fade pattern down the sideline. I mean, you know, or a back, back shoulder, you do anything but what they did. I mean, you know, so that's a turning point in the game and you saw the game turning on that play. I mean, you know, we have a 15-yard personal foul penalty, all kinds of stuff going on thereafter and the game starts to change, you know. I mean, you know, very very frustrating. I mean, that that hit by Roberts in the second quarter down by the goal line when the Raiders were ready to score, you knew we were in trouble when he just pops the ball out and it bounces right to their fullback and they actually gain a yard on the play after right. he grabbed it. You know, you're like you're thinking to yourself, boy, we had control of this game, but the football gods are now not smiling on us anymore. They said, you know what? We were smiling on you guys, but your coaching staff kind of pissed us off with their play calling, and now we're going to shit on you. And that's basically what it seemed like the whole second quarter was. It was just a complete shit show, plain and simple.
1: That's, that's a good way to describe it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's frustrating. It's so frustrating.
0: Yep, it is the blocking, just horrible. I mean, I will say this, you know, at times, you know, in that second quarter, I mean, I think Brissette had on a third and nine, he had a run for a first down, which was just phenomenal where he he made a move on a guy that just had a beat on him. I was like, oh, he's getting blown up and we're not getting this first down. And he cut, and it's so funny to see a guy that big make cuts, you know, in the NFL. I mean, it really is funny to me because he's such a big guy. So he made a cut, and he picks up the first down for us, and you're starting to feel good. You're like, okay, we're in field goal range. You know, we've got an opportunity to get, you know, to get three points right before the half, and we're in good shape. You know, we go into the half up, you know, 17 to 12, right? No, instead, he misses, you know, he hits the upright, it bounces out. I mean, by two inches, you know, we missed those three points, which in the end, you know, hurt us, obviously, you know. So, you know, that's the way the second quarter ends. And then, you know, from there, you know, we just had a lot of different things going on, you know, for the rest of the game. I mean, everybody watched it. I don't really want to get into too much detail in regard to the second half because it was just, you know, it, it was just much of the same. The offense not doing much. You know, the Raiders offense doing enough, right? You know, they, they scored some points um, in the third quarter. They had a touchdown. We didn't. So they take the lead in the third quarter, you know, 1914. And we go into the fourth quarter, and we're not doing an awful lot again. We score our first offensive touchdown of the game, Mike, with two seconds left in the NFL game. In, in an NFL game. That was when we scored our first offensive touchdown. Better than last week. With two seconds left. And it took us four downs to do it, <laughs> it in the process. And it took another great effort by Brissett to do it. Because on first down, we want, we run an unsuccessful Wildcat with Malcolm Brown. Okay. What do we do on second down? We come back and we do the same exact thing. Now, to me... The smart thing to do if you're going to line up in that formation is something that Ronnie Brown did. He faked into the line, took a step back, and threw a ball in the flat to the tight end because you know everybody on the field selling out, right? Yep. So, so do that. If they, no, they run the same exact play for the same amount of yardage, which was a half a yard loss, than they did on first down. Behind our offensive line, which you know they did a decent job of run blocking yesterday. I don't run that play. you th-
1: why do we run that play? Why run the wildcat at all?
0: I I don't know. I don't. You don't have Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams out there, Mike. <laughs> you don't have. <laughs> no. You don't have those type of players to run the wildcat. So exactly. Why are you doing it when your strength is in? You got the 300 tight
1: ends active yesterday. Yes.
0: And do they get a ball thrown (laughs) to them in the red zone this year? Hell no. I haven't seen a pass to a tight end in the red zone through three games. The, The point of the matter is this, okay, is that the play calling was hideous. And, You had a broken play on fourth down on the very last play of the game that wound up getting you into the end zone. Only because Brissette is that big and that strong is he able to get into the end zone and tie the game up. Now, on the two-point conversion, (laughs) what have I been talking about so far during the podcast? Isolating guys on the outside and throwing to them. What do they do on the two-point conversion? They isolate a guy. They isolate Fuller on the guy that's covering him. And what does he do? He catches the two-point conversion to tie the game, okay? I saw so many plays that were absolutely ridiculous over the course of this game that made no sense to me whatsoever. When we went into overtime, we had an opportunity to go down and score a touchdown and win the game. And on third down and three, they run a shuffle pass to Gaseki, to Mike Gaseki. <laughs> the guy. That made you want to scream. The guy, Mike, the guy that you talk about not being able to break tackle in the four or five years that he's been here, okay? Yeah. That's who they run an inside shuffle pass to is Mike Gaseki. They throw the ball again behind the line of scrimmage when all we need is three yards for a first down to not only forget about the fact that you're picking up another first down, right? You're taking more time off the clock. You're not going to enable the Raiders to have the time to go back. Even if you have to tie, tie the game up with a field goal and you end the game on that note and you get out of here with a tie, which I hate, by the way, but it's better than a loss, right? You're still taking time off the clock. What do they do? They run a shuffle pass, which, by the way, Mike, was unsuccessful earlier in the game when they ran the same exact play to Gusecki, the shuffle pass. It went for about two yards. It didn't do much of anything is what I'm getting at. It wasn't a 5, 6, seven yard gain. It was basically a couple of yards. The only
1: thing I can think of is maybe they run it in practice and it's worked in practice and they just felt like it wasn't executed the first time. They could do better the second time.
0: Mike, But I,
1: uh, it's so frustrating.
0: Listen, I tell you all the time, if you need three yards, you throw the ball four yards. You don't throw the ball when you need three yards, one yard and hope that Gasecki's going to get the other two yards on his right. own. You throw the ball with our outside guys down the field, three, four, five yards. I don't care. You throw it beyond the line get of beyond scrimmage. the sticks. You've got an opportunity for pass interference if they're playing tight man to man. I watch NFL games all day long. And the teams do it. You have to challenge. You can't throw a ball behind the line of scrimmage. That was a big play in the game because you pick up that first down. You have the Raider defense tired. I saw guys just falling out all over the place and walking off the field Uh for the Raiders. They They had them at a point where they had them reeling. And that first down would have been a major, major plus, and it was a very obtainable first down. They needed three damn yards in an overtime game to where you came back and you had an opportunity to put them away and you go, you go conservative. You go. I mean, they were conservative
1: the whole game,
0: Lewis. Run that to Waddle, who's fast. I mean, you know, utilize the guys that that. I mean, I listen. I don't have a problem with Gusecki. He made some really good plays yesterday, but he's not the guy unless I'm isolating him on the outside. And even in that situation, Mike, he's probably my third choice. If anything, I'm putting Waddle or Parker or somebody man-to-man. Bunch guys up on the opposite side. Put a guy out there on an island and say, hey, you know what? We're putting our best out there. If if you stop us, all the power to you. But I'm not throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage. So what do we do? We kick a field goal. We leave plenty of time on the clock. And so what do the Raiders do, Mike, when they get the ball back? Carr airs out at 50-yard pass, whatever it was, down the field, and it puts them in field goal range immediately. They challenge us. They burn us. They go deep. And uh, basically at that point, you're thinking the game's over. And they, for whatever reason, they kept running the football. And big chunks, they get down to, what, the eight-yard line? I don't understand why they were doing that. They should have just kicked the field once they were inside the 20.
1: Yeah, it was kind of odd.
0: It was kind of weird. They were giving us an opportunity there, you know, and I was hoping that they would have fumbled at some point. But anyway, the bottom line is, you know, we lost the game. A little bit conservative in a game that – You know, you had to challenge a little bit at that point. Um, And, you know, that's what I'm talking about in regard to, you know, some of the play calling. I mean, you know, you brought in weapons here. You got Fuller. He was on the field. You drafted Waddle. And the guy's averaging four and a half yards a reception yesterday. I mean, yeah, he caught 12 balls, but for 58 yards? I mean, seriously? I mean, we could get that out of Albert. We could get that out of anybody. I mean... You know, you posed the question yesterday as to why they are not throwing the ball down the field to them. I, I don't have the answer to that, and obviously, you know, nobody
1: does. Well, I I mean, I know the answer, but it doesn't make sense if you're trying to win the game.
0: It doesn't make sense when you're throwing balls deep down to everybody else, you know, including a guy that uh, you know, Hollins, who doesn't even. You know, break your top – you know, he's not even in your top three. I mean, I understand that there's maybe matchups that they like, but, you know, when you have a number one draft pick with this much talent on the field, I mean, don't you have to throw the ball down the field to him? I mean, I don't know if they've thrown a pass to him more than 15 yards
1: down the field through three games. I don't know either. I don't know either. I, I, I don't remember it if it happened.
0: I don't remember it either. I think most of the stuff is around the line of scrimmage. And, um, you know, I'm just getting a little bit frustrated at this point, um, you know, in regard to the coaching, because I felt that if they did a little bit better, even though we don't have a good offensive line, we have other strengths on this football team. And I felt that yesterday
1: was a very winnable game. They did (laughs) have one pass to him yesterday that was uh, longer than 10 yards. I'm talking about Waddle.
0: Right. It well, was
1: incom- incomplete on the right sideline.
0: Longer than 10.
1: Yep. Right. Longer than 10. One, one pass, longer than 10. Everything else was under 10 yards.
0: Yep. Well, I can tell you this much.
1: Well, Lewis, while we have a second. I want to uh, talk about DraftKings. Uh, week three of football is in the books, and uh, now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 in any football game. Now listen up, because you won't want to miss this. Head over to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 in any Week 1 game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cast prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older. Uh, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. There is a minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, let's get back to the program.
0: As I was saying, I think that yesterday, with a little bit better coaching, it was a winnable football game for us. We were in a position. I think the coaching staff made some really bad decisions. Um, they put our players in a position where they had to execute perfectly to, you know, to accomplish some things. And, um, you know, I just, you know, I, I just have to question it. You know, again, it's a, it's a it's just a very very frustrating thing because going forward, Mike, you know, we're in a position to where. Um, this is what we are, and this is what we're going to see week in and week out. We're not sneaking up on anybody anymore defensively, right? Agreed. Um, you know, last year we were able to sneak up on teams because they just did not know us. We didn't have an identity as, as, as a football team. The defense now is basically concerning to teams, and they are going to make adjustments. As to what we do and what we do well, and they're going to, you know, they're they're going to attack, you know, our weaknesses on the defense. Which, which you of saw board.
1: yesterday, you saw Coleman being attacked,
0: <laughs> right? You know, which <laughs> Coleman, yeah, I mean, he had the worst game I've seen in a while from a defensive back. Um, he was just missing tackles, um, not covering guys well, and. I don't know if he actually started as the Nickelback, but and Needham, I think for the most part was doing a decent job. I saw him covering he, guys he did well. at times. I thought he did much be- a much better job. Now, you know, and th- this is again th- this this is the problem, Mike. You know, with 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 everything as a whole. You know, we keep going back to all of these draft picks right we talked about wilkins and we do this every week it seems like right we talked about wilkins and um you know we talked about austin jackson already okay now let's talk about now how who i you heard what i said (laughs) now Uh, let's talk about him
1: doesn't he have to play a snap before we talk about him
0: how does he how is he not able to get on the field over a guy like Coleman yesterday. How? How is that possible? Is he that bad? Is he worse than Coleman is to where, you know, we we this he's in his second year as a number 1 draft pick and he's still riding the bench as bad as Coleman has been, okay? And doesn't even get an opportunity to play. I don't think he played a snap yesterday, did he? No. Yeah. I mean, The week before he was inactive. I mean.
1: And, uh, you know, Coleman's uh, pass coverage grade was 31. Yeah. So that's like really, really, really bad. Yeah. uh, We've already discussed
0: what the really, really, really bads are. The really, really bads were in the 40s. Uh Uh-huh. This guy's in the 30s. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm sure his tackling wasn't all that much better.
1: Uh, It wasn't. It was uh, (laughs) 36-4.
0: Yeah. I
1: mean. So why is he out there?
0: Right? Why is he out there, and how is he out there over a number one draft pick with all the talent, all the talent that is that was at, still out there? This is what we come up with, and I'm telling you, Mike, you know, I'm at a point right now where you know, as you watch game to game and you see what has unfolded, you know, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just absolutely frustrated as a Dolphin fan. I know everybody else is out there too. I mean, at this point. You know, you have to have guys on the field that are just changing games for you. You know, not sitting on the sideline, not not giving up more pressures across your line of scrimmage than than guys that were drafted much later in the in the draft, okay? Can, can we
1: put this a different way? Go ahead. When you watched yesterday's game, what you saw was the Raiders' defense dictating what our offense was going to do. Right. Absolutely. And we let them do that. To me, it's as simple as that. You have got to take it to them and make them adjust to you. And instead, we did the exact opposite. And when you play that way, you're not going to be as aggressive as you should be. Had we been a little more aggressive yesterday in spots, we win that game, hands down.
0: I agree. Absolutely agree. I mean, throw the ball down the field from the one-yard line. How long does it take for Waddle to get up the sideline on a guy? I mean, you know, I looked around the league yesterday. I watched Jamar Chase catch his fourth touchdown over 30 yards yesterday. As a rookie, three games in, he's got four touchdowns over 30 yards because they're throwing the ball down the field. Now, if you don't put your player in a position to at least you don't attempt to do it, To me, it doesn't make sense. I mean, you're using Lottle as basically a guy around the line of scrimmage and hoping that, you know, he's going to break two or three tackles and and go to the house. That this is what we brought him in to do. As you said, they had
1: seven in coverage. They're laying back and they're dictating what we do, which is why you saw so many passes at or near the line of scrimmage. Right. Absolutely. You've got to attack what they're doing. You've got to I mean, how do you attack that, Lewis? How would you attack a seven uh se- seven man secondary essentially?
0: Well, I will tell you this, right? Picks. And I rubs. can't I can't I I'm not going to compare quarterbacks, receivers because Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are probably the best at their positions, Mike. Yeah, that's, that's another but animal. When you got 37 seconds on the clock and you go 50 yards in about 30 seconds and the other team, <laughs> which is a good defense, has seven guys in coverage because you know they have to get in field goal range uh-huh. and they're able to do it there's ways of doing it. The there guy went right up the field. It, yes. you, you know you you have to challenge. Yeah, I mean we challenged a lot late in that game yesterday, yes. which I loved. Yeah, um, we got screwed because Parker got mugged. Parker got mugged two two seconds. I don't even think it was close on his play. He got hit, and basically. It, it affected him not catching the football. Now, listen, I know there's ticky Tacky and there's boy, it's like uh, you know, eh, he still probably should have caught the football. No, that definitely had an effect on him catching the ball. The guy hit him early. Yep. It should have been a pass interference call. Yep. Fuller in the end zone, same exact thing. Should have
1: been a pass that interference call. That one was flagrant as far as I was concerned. Yep. He, I, he he took his arm out of out of his reach. So
0: I felt both of them should have been pass interference calls and um you know and they left you know the they they, they they left their flags in their pocket just standing around there. Well I mean, we you know, we had
1: gotten one call earlier that had helped us a great deal. You know, maybe they didn't want to give us two, but the fact of the matter is that their secondary were mugging our receivers. Yep. You've got to call it.
0: Yeah. And and you know what, Mike, I wouldn't mind you know, as talented as our receivers are supposed to be, I wouldn't mind a little bit of
1: separation either.
0: I mean, you know, you're out well, there you're not, on an you're island. Not, you're
1: not getting that from some of the guys, you know. Well, I mean, Fuller,
0: you know. I Fuller mean, is a
1: guy you think would get it.
0: <laughs> the passes were there. I mean, yeah. I, to, you know, to Brissett's credit, you know, I felt the balls were there. The guys had opportunities, but, you know, the pass interferences hurt. They hurt. They, they hurt. Um, you know they were there. You know they they had definitely had an effect on the play, and and it, and it shows you that we are capable of doing that. Why do you wait until the fourth quarter and overtime to do that? I mean, to me, you have to loosen up a defense. You can't do what we did yesterday. I mean, it's you know eventually. Listen, the Raiders are a good defense. They really are. I mean, you know, they've come a long way. They've got two really good defensive ends. Their secondary is very good. They've got players. Their linebackers
1: yeah, are good. We, we talked about it in our previous show.
0: This is a good defense. We knew it was going to be a challenge, okay? Um, you know, the bottom line is is that you have to challenge as you mentioned. And that's the bottom line. You can't sit there and throw the majority of your passes right you're off. You're
1: playing the, scared. You're playing scared. You're playing exactly. not to lose. Yeah. And what well, happens when you play not to lose? You lose. Yeah. You, you're putting the game in the other team's hands. If they make the plays, they're going to win. Simple so as that.
0: I <laughs> would have much rather rathered them, Mike. You know, especially in the overtime. Throw a ball into the end zone on third and three. Just like they were doing, throw a ball, just just send one of your guys out on a fly down the sideline. I would have much preferred that and been okay with that instead of a shuffle pass to Gasecki. Yeah, I would have said, okay, you know what? We were trying to win this friggin' football game and not, you know, not just get, how many yards do you think Gasecki was going to get on that play? Okay,
1: that's the problem. You can roll I mean, Brissette right, have a couple of tight ends in the end zone, and, and give him an option, you know, a run or throw. Right, run or
0: throw, get him out in the flat. I mean, whatever. Get creative. I mean, to me, that play didn't work earlier, and it's not the right guy to run it to anyway. I mean, Gaskin, Ahmed, um, Waddle grant any of those guys who has a little bit of speed. I don't, I, I wouldn't not have grant. ran it to anybody to be honest yeah, with but you. Not Mike. grant. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have ran it to anybody. But the point is, is that Gusecki would have been my last choice in that situation. And, yeah. yeah. You know, you dictate, as you just mentioned, you put pressure on them to make a play. Right. Okay. And and you put our guys in a position, our guys that we spent first round picks on and spent $10 million on to bring in, you put the ball in their hands in that situation. And that's it. Well, it's three I, I, I'm yards. thinking differently.
1: I'm thinking you go big and you have your tight ends in the game. And that's why you have, they had, how many tight ends did they have active yesterday? Four?
0: Four or five? Yeah. I thought it was five.
1: So you use them get them out there, you know, uh, take, take uh, waddle off the field in that situation, put a, those tight ends in, you know, and, and give the Raiders something to think about, put uh, your bigger back in the backfield, make them think you're going to run
0: and then pass And out of you that. pass
1: to the tight ends. It's, it's done yeah. in every, almost every game you see
0: <laughs> a lot of the times. I mean, third, three yards, three yards. You're, 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 you know, and, and you run a play like, like they ran. I mean, it's just, it's, it,
1: it, yeah. When you combine the play calling from the start to the finish of the game, there's a lot of questionable things that happened. Agreed. And uh, then you throw the officiating on top of that and that didn't help, but, uh, we got to play better. I mean, you know, they were so close to winning that game. And, and look, they were on the road and, and I didn't expect them to win. I, I think I predicted 35, 14 or something like that. I really didn't expect them to play well yesterday and they didn't play well, but they played a lot better than I thought they would play. Uh, they showed a lot of heart yesterday. They showed a lot of guts yesterday. And uh, I was proud of them for the effort, but you know, there's no moral victories. Like I said earlier, they've got to find ways to win.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're talking about your prediction. My prediction was that they win this football game. I felt that they were going to get yep. a couple of turnovers yesterday, and the game was kind of going in that direction for at least a quarter to where I'm like, you know what? This is this is kind of what I pictured, but I pictured the offense being a little bit more open. I you know, with Fuller back and Brissett being able to create a little bit more, more balls getting thrown down the field, more isolations with Parker, with Fuller, with Waddle, with Gasecki down the middle of the field. I thought we were going to open up the offense more, and we didn't. We didn't do it until late in the game. And we were actually being somewhat
1: successful in doing it. You know, all we, of a we sudden. We've been a conservative offense all season.
0: Yeah, but You know, I felt that had more to do with the fact that Tua is just not – they don't feel comfortable with him, Mike, as far as reading
1: defense, Well, obviously, they don't feel comfortable with either one of them.
0: Listen, we we saw what took place here, right? I mean, you know, we're not – you know, I don't want to start getting into the Tua situation, but defenses, no – that what we have to do with Tua is we're putting guys in the box and we are going to rush him and and have him try to figure out what's going on out here. We're going to blitz, if he doesn't recognize it, we're going to get to him, we're going to we're going to get him off his mark, right? Yeah, they didn't do that with preset. They didn't do it with preset. And going forward, I don't think teams are going to do it with preset. They're going to basically just drop guys in the coverage. And have him just try to figure out what's going on, and they're going to attempt to get a four-man, you know, four pressure okay, with a four-man rush. Why, on
1: why us. are they dropping men in the coverage against Brissett? Why do you think that is?
0: Because they feel that our offensive line that they can get enough pressure, and right. they're not worried about. They're not. They're more concerned with Brissett being able to create and get the ball down the field if they start blitzing. And he right. has guys man-to-man man or guys running wide open. They feel that he can extend plays and maybe read defenses a little bit better than two is right now.
1: And they know and, and that he, we have the speed to, to be able to get downfield. So by exactly. dropping seven, they're able to make uh, them throw shorter and uh, – they have to settle for that, right? Yeah, they, so it's kind
0: of like a you know a, they have to meticulously work the ball down the field. Yep, but they've got to challenge that. They can't just accept that. That's what they no exactly. They can't do that. They still have to throw the ball down the field, which they did late in the game.
1: Late in the game, but late you, you want exactly. to do it earlier so the defense has it in their mind.
0: Of course you do you have to you have to you have to get them thinking in in a different way then all of a sudden the slants are wide open the tight end down the middle of the field is open because now you've got to this a little deeper cheap. right. You have to do that instead of guys being up inside and whatnot. Listen, there's, there's a lot of things that we're not NFL coaches. Okay. I mean, I don't know what their thought process is. Maybe there's reasons beyond what we're seeing. I watch a game on Sunday and I evaluate it and, and I, and I throw my opinion out there. Now there could be a million reasons as to why they're not using waddle in situations and you doing this and doing that. But to me, if it's not successful, you know, then you have to revert back to what is somewhat being successful. You have to go to your playmakers, and if you're throwing the ball five yards off the line of scrimmage, ninety-nine percent of the time, you're not going to be successful in the NFL. Not nowadays. Not when,
1: not when there's certain people in coverage because all they're going to do is crash up, crash no, up. No, I mean,
0: him. you know, Mike, and and the thing is, is that the things that we talk about, the isolation. You know, you 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 should do that consistently because our receivers are good enough to beat anybody's corners consistently. I mean, like on the two-point conversion to Fuller. That was such a simple play. Yep. But it worked.
1: It was a, it was a 2-yard completion. What do you think uh would have happened had they changed the offensive philosophy? Do you think they would have won? I think so,
0: absolutely. I think if they opened up a little bit more, the game would have went just as I thought it would have. The Raiders wouldn't have had as many points because they wouldn't have had nearly as many opportunities. The defense would have been fresher than they were. Yeah. There were times in this game where they were on the field quite a bit. And yeah, eventually, I felt bad
1: for them in overtime, I'll be honest with you, because oh, you could tell they were gassed.
0: They were gassed. And you know what? It, they, they really, really, I mean, you think about, they had a fourth down stop, Mike, early in this game. They had a pick six early in this game, okay? And they made plays over and over again. And now go to the offensive side. How many plays, honestly, how many big plays were made across the board from our offense?
1: I, I can think of one. Well, Devontae Parker had a nice catch. I mean, there, there were a few plays.
0: Well, I the fourth and 20. Uh-huh when Brissett got away from a little bit of pressure and rolled out and threw across his body, and then Gusecki just made an incredible catch on the sideline. That's a play. That's a play. That's what we need to do more of. Not when we're in desperation on fourth and 20, but, but when it's third and three. Throw the ball 15, 20 yards down the field. Get a guy isolated out there. We have the capability to do it. We just don't do it. And and to me it just doesn't make sense. Well,
1: I, I think like I said, they're playing not to lose. And uh that's not gonna work against most of the teams they play. It may work next week against the Colts. I don't know, but uh you know, when you play Tampa, that's not gonna work. You're gonna have to beat them.
0: Yep. I you mean know? it's you know, it our offensive line, Mike, you know, our organization put us put ourselves in this position, right? Yeah. You know, I, I talk about this all the time. You know, they didn't do things that were necessary. They just didn't. They, we're not in practice every day. So I know <laughs> damn well that these guys weren't looking like, you know, Anthony Munoz and, uh, right. you know, Dwight Stevenson and guys like that across the line of scrimmage in practice, okay? from Even last year, you knew what you had in Austin Jackson. The guy played the majority of the games, and he wasn't playing at a, at a, at a very good level. So right. you knew going into the season what you had. Same thing with Jesse Davis. These are your two tackles that you bring into the season and you haven't an, the opportunity to address it and you don't. And this is the result of that. So, I mean, now what do you do? You draft a wide receiver that you're you're using for, uh, like within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. And this is your strategy. You know, use the guy in a different way to justify him being drafted that high. And and this is the problem that I have. If you have a specific philosophy in what you're going to do as an organization, and then you turn around and you, you utilize this guy in a different manner, it doesn't make sense. I don't get it, and I don't know what the issues are there, but... You know, again, you, you, you know, know what just the frustrated issues are. At It's the time.
1: offensive line; they don't have right. confidence in it, and they're and they're playing well, to their weakness.
0: I know that, but now I'm talking about from an organizational standpoint, Mike, and the philosophy behind it. Well, if you're going, for,
1: the, that's for a different show.
0: <laughs> if you were going, no, it, 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 if you're going to draft a guy that high, then you better get twelve receptions, right? Targeted thirteen times. And you, you're telling me that he had one pass thrown over 10 yards? I mean, that's crazy. That makes no sense to me. You don't draft a guy that high if you're going to utilize him in that situation. I'm talking about their philosophy. If you're drafting this guy, then you're drafting him as a guy to, to get him down the field somewhat, you know, not to do what, you know, Albert Wilson could do. I mean, you know, it is what it is. So that's the problem I have. You know, it, it's to me – it's just a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. It doesn't make sense to me right now. But well, I don't um, think it
1: makes sense to anybody, Lewis. No. Until they start playing well and putting wins you know, in the win column, everybody's going to question it. And, it's a new week. Well, it you is know, a new week. we got to move and, on. And another opportunity. But uh, as far as all that's concerned, that if we can play the handboard dealt, the coaches have to find a way to win with what they have. And, uh I believe they can do that. I, mean, I, I do. I, I believe they can do that. I just think they have to stop beating themselves, which is what I think they did yesterday.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, you can get a little bit more. Listen, you know you're challenged, Mike, right? Yeah. Um, you know, as
1: an offensive line. But there
0: are ways around it. There are other teams in the league that find ways around Well,
1: this. that's what I try and tell people. There are other bad offensive lines, and some of them are on some pretty good teams. So, you know, I, I hate to hear the excuses all the time. Uh, right. And it's got it's exactly what I'm saying here. You're yep. playing to your weakness instead of playing to your strength. You need to play to your strength.
0: You have enough receivers on this team, Mike, to where I mean, get get imaginative. Like I, I watch other teams well, do this all it. the time. Yeah. You put Waddle in the backfield next to Brissett, right? And you put guys spread out, you put Fuller Parker on the outside, you bring in Hollins, Albert Wilson, Preston Williams. I don't give a crap who it is, and you spread him out, and then you have Waddle in the backfield, isolated in the flat, where you do all you got to do is throw underneath. I mean, how do you? He's got speed. How are you going to cover that? It, it's not going to be an easy thing to do. Get imaginative with. Your playmakers use them in a way that is going to be more successful than your team as a whole. Then, this is as a whole your receiving core, Mike, averaged 6.7 yards of reception yesterday. That's insane
1: we averaged four yards of play yesterday i mean you know it's insane it, it is it, it just it's crazy it was a bad showing and and, and certainly you know that two offensive coordinators have to be collectively smarter than the way they played yesterday you know it's up uh, to them to go back to the drawing board and figure out something that's going to move this offense um, i gotta I, go drink a beer mike <laughs> i thought preset did a pretty good job overall he did um, i mean he hasn't played a game in, you know, what, two years since uh, 2019?
0: Listen, do you, Mike, let me, let me tell you something, okay, going forward. You're going to put Tua behind this line of scrimmage, then you're in a lot of trouble. That's all I can tell you. Because, and this is no knock on Tua. He's just not big. Brissett's 265 pounds, okay? He's a big guy. You put Tua behind this line of scrimmage and run this type of offense, it it it's a disaster waiting to happen. You
1: can't do it. No, I mean, with Tua, it's know. two it's two steps and throw, and that's what it needs to be.
0: Yep, and um, I'll tell you, you know, it's a disaster. I mean. Tua should be very happy that he's sitting on the sideline for the next couple weeks because maybe with them tweaking these guys and moving them around, eventually they gel, you know, at the positions that they're at. You know, Davis played left guard yesterday where he's been working at right tackle. Okay, so maybe he gets a little bit better. Eichenberg, his first start at right tackle, right? Right. So maybe by the time he gets back – There's a little bit more foundation there, and they're starting to work together as a unit much better because it looks like Dieter's doing a pretty solid job. And, you know, Hunt's hit and miss, you know, from week to week, but he's been. Somewhat decent, so it's more so this left side right now with Davis and Jackson, and hopefully if they get their shit together, you know maybe by the time he gets back, they're in a position to you know to maybe block for him. But right now, our best chance of winning is going to be with Brissette, and I know there's going to be people that that disagree with that, but I'm telling you from now that with this offensive line and with the way we're running the offense, Brissette is our best chance of winning a football game. It's that simple. And, um, you know, until things change, that that's, that's the way I feel. So, you know, just be thankful that he's quarterbacking the next couple of weeks because he's going to give us our best chance of winning.
1: Oh, well, okay. So with that said, Lewis, thanks for joining me this morning. And uh, let's look forward to uh, <laughs> Wednesday when we come back and do this again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll look ahead to the colt game and uh yeah. see if we can figure out some way to beat the colts
0: yes sir all, all right righty. all right thanks for letting me blow off some steam mike I you,
1: you sure it. did i couldn't get a word in edgewise but i apologize um, that's all right i'll have something to say on wednesday good all right guys thanks for listening and uh fins up everybody
0: fins up doll fans